Hey everyone, welcome back to the Interesting Hour. I'm your host, Devesh Verma, and with me, my lovable co-host as always... Justin Kupinev. Look at that, a little sensual. I love it. I'm a little digging it, Justin. A little, a little snark. Yeah, a little snark. <laughs> Speaking of snark, we got roller derby today, but before we get into that... This episode is brought to you by Core Foundation. Core Foundation is a multimedia nonprofit. Check us out at cor-foundation.org. Subscribe, donate, share our media. Buy shirts. Yeah, buy shirts, totally. <laughs> How did I forget that? And also, we got Chuck Levins in the house. Chuck Levins, thanks for uh, hooking us up with our setup here for the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to get hooked up, go check him out. ChuckLevins.com. Holla. And... I guess, you know, just a little shout out, a little preview also to Moxie Skate Shop because their owner person just came on the show for this one. And we got Shayna Meikle Anderson, also known as the, the pigeon. pigeon, the pigeon, the pigeon, <laughs> the pigeon. We got roller derby in the house tonight, guys. It is a little different. It's a little interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun episode. Yeah. And and this this girl has really gotten into it in a lot of facets of her life. She like we said she owns the the skate shop. Yeah, Moxie Skate Shop. She's also involved with coaching, coaching. And, and and teaching. She yep. teaches little kids Dude, to do this. She she is living, breathing and eating roller derby. Like this woman has it all. And also she is very very interactive on social media. So it's just a fun episode. We're going to get to learn about a lot of different things. We get to l- learn about the history of roller derby one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Justin and I had no idea how it was played. Beforehand. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> just in case you're wondering, we go over in detail how the game is actually played here. Yeah. Cause I don't think a lot of people know that. Other than we didn't. So or unless they watched whip it like the roller derby movie with, yeah. with that one girl from inception yeah. and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Thanks uh, for recommending that one, by the way. Oh, no problem. It was good times. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think we should just get going with the show. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. One, two, three, four. And we're here with Shayna Mikkel Anderson. Did I say that correctly? Yep. Or also, also known as Pigeon. The Pigeon. The Pigeon. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's Please up? tell me you do that on the track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call her the pigeon, bro. Come on. <laughs> so Shayna, thank you for being on the show. It's it's it, we've had a trek to get you on here. Yeah, I've been quite the busy gal these days. I know. So many life changing events on your end. You just uh, got married like last week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Thanks for making time, especially with yeah. everything going on. It's like, how's that work? Uh, you get married and you're like, I'm going to go on the interesting hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shayna, like, let's talk the about... The romance has already died. Might as well do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I've seen... You're pretty active on social media. You seem to be having uh, an extravagant life uh, with Roller Derby and your new hubby. <laughs> um, so, what, what's, going on, what's going on with you? I haven't seen you since college uh, in undergrad that's yeah, you guys like, know each other right yeah or, we met each other we're acquaintances back at uc riverside uh this is before shana uh i'm oh, sorry pigeon uh, before pigeon derbied out derbied out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was like 10 or 12 years ago <laughs> I, I can't believe that's so long <laughs> i know right but like you know it's funny because uh you know social media is so great for that you just kind of keep in contact with people and like I was explaining to you this, explain this earlier, whatever Facebook algorithm or like Instagram thing going on. I just saw Shayna again in my timeline. I'm like, this chick's a champ. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I would not want to mess with her. Uh, you've been really into the roller derby scene uh, for how many years now? In October, it'll be nine years. Nine years. Wow. 
Can so, you explain a little bit about like what got you into that? How did how did somebody rope you into that whole thing? Uh, well, when I left UC Riverside, I transferred to UC Santa Cruz, where I met a girl who was on the roller derby team. And then is that another uh, show calling you? Is that another yeah. show calling you? No. <laughs> you told me it was just us, baby. It's actually, uh, it's actually my employee. So oh. um, I'm gonna have my husband handle my employee at the shop. I I'm see. This how, this how married life can like just save you. You know what I mean? Like this is the benefit of having uh, a significant other around. Yeah, Although, I told him. I'm like, you know, when you marry me, it's all on your back too, yo. Like, <laughs> Um, so back in Santa Cruz, a, a, a girl that I met one night was like, hey, we have tryouts tomorrow and you look like a derby girl. And I'm like, what's a derby girl? Are we like performing? Like, <laughs> like what is this? So she's like, just come with a, hel- a helmet and wrist guards and come to this rink at this time. And I show up and there's all these girls roller skating. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't have roller skates. They're like, that's okay. We have a bunch of rental skates. So they threw me out there and they were like yelling at us to do all these weird moves. And I was, I fell like eight times and no lie. There was like 30 girls there and they only chose three and they chose me. And I, and I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) No experience prior, but that just shows raw talent. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't roller skate and they said, but you have a lot of potential. And so I think like that, that's really special because that could easily be looked past, especially since there was so many girls there. And some of the girls skated better than I did, but maybe the coaches saw that that was all of their potential or I don't know. They saw something else in me and I didn't even know. They're like, welcome to roller derby. I'm like, okay, so what is roller derby? What do you guys (laughs) That's crazy. You just kind of showed up and then like, you're just falling repeatedly and then you just get on this team. That's yeah. really what it like. You you probably had to fallen gracefully so many different times. <laughs> Honestly, that's how to, that had to be what it was. She fell yeah. and took down three girls every time. <laughs> yeah, right. She <laughs> no, fell. She I took some. Up, yeah. I grew up playing sports, so I'm pretty athletic by nature. Everyone in my family is, and and I hadn't played anything in in three years because college sports were too much for me. So I was like, I don't want to be that committed. I really just want to have fun with sports. So after three years of being neglected from my Glorious team sports. Roller <laughs> derby was exactly what I needed as an adult. You know, like I, I didn't want to play one of those, you know, rec league softball where they do slow pitch. Uh, man, when I used to play ninety mile an hour softball in high school, like I couldn't downgrade to those like Sunday leagues. So I just didn't do. Anything. <laughs> I love how hardcore you are. It's like I couldn't downgrade to those Sunday leagues. <laughs> they can't handle me, <laughs> dude. Uh, Pigeon, that's you, that's awesome. So like you just. You found this later on, you, after a three-year hiatus, right, roller derby, and you just picked up the mantle. Were you doing, just doing softball uh, prior to this? I also played uh, soccer for my high school, but I was the goalie because it's so similar to catching a softball, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. So, cra- okay, so how old were you when, de- when this happened, when, uh, when you went for the trial and you got on this team? I was 21. 21. Is that the typical age people get into roller derby? No, um, you know, roller derby is really great because it encompasses people of all ages. And we recently did um, some statistics on my league to see what is our average age. And it turns out the average age of our members is 33. So interesting. 
there's a lot of different people who join, like even in their 40s and in their late 30s. So, yeah, I was just asking because I have a neighbor. Uh, she was really into the roller derby scene, but now she, her her eldest daughter, which is under 10. You said uh, she was like seven. Seven. Or I, right? I, I don't want to say that with confidence yet because it might not be seven. Right. But under ten, without a doubt. But still, a young girl. It's like young I saw girl. her walking out there. I think one time, and it's like, yeah, this girl's into roller derby. Yeah, she's like, into roller awesome. derby. Yeah, she's going to roller derby like practices and stuff, and she's already got the flare out. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when she's about to be there, um, or when she's coming back. So like, I was just kind of surprised. I didn't know. I don't know so much about this scene, which is why we're doing an episode on roller derby <laughs> so yeah, um there's that, junior roller derby too which is what your neighbor is playing but uh that's not something we counted in our age statistics we love the junior so, right, but. right look at that um so okay so you can start okay you found this then and uh so how'd that go because you are really into the scene you've made this a lifestyle for you yeah i actually it was really hard for me to get into it at first mm-hmm. um when you make a team or a league, actually, they call you fresh meat. Fresh so, meat. Fresh meat. <laughs> How like hardcore. A, I love it. Yeah, traditionally in roller derby, you're called fresh meat while you're in your training program. And um, during the training program, I I didn't really – I wasn't like the other girls. All the other girls were really into derby, and it took them all of their guts to go to tryouts. For me, it was – Roller derby was thrown in my face and they were like, Hey, do you like it or not? Like you're in it. So it, it was, it was really hard for me to kind of get into it. I started helping the referees more than I wanted to participate in practice. Mm-hmm. But then uh, a friend, a friend that played roller derby in Toronto moved to Santa Cruz and moved in with me. And she showed me a different side of derby that was way more fun. And it really got me into it. It was just, like once I got to see it for what it was, I realized this is exactly what someone like me needed. It's you're, you're actually really involved with the sport, with the direction of the league. It's mm-hmm. all run by the members and by the skaters. So, you know, you can exercise different skills. For example, um, I ended up being able to run the recruiting committee and I was able to give skate lessons through the recruiting committee and um, reach people and be nice to them and give them the confidence to come to tryouts, you know. And so that's so that, cool. You're encouraging them. Were you're you, totally were you one it. of the people that's like uh, that I've seen and like that's out recruiting, like on the roller skates and like handing out flyers and stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, making flyers, putting them up, answering the emails of people who have 100 questions about it, letting right. them know it's for everyone. And these are the steps to get to where you want to go. And, um, you know, it's. And, and forever, no matter what you're doing, you're always recruiting for Derby because it's such an underground grassroots sport that it doesn't have all the money of, of corporate s- sponsors to put it out there. We all are, you know, like last night we just send our flyers in to get printed and I plan on all next week skating around town, putting them up, even though, you know, this is nine years after I started, this is still how we do it. Just sec- like one tangent question. Do you skate everywhere? Like, do you skate to and from work? From yeah. Home? No. So skating is legitimately your life. Yes, transportation, yeah. exercise, uh, adrenaline, sport, everything. Yeah, I had a roommate in UC Riverside. He rollerbladed everywhere from the apartment to class, and it's funny <laughs> because sometimes he'd have one of the one of his wheels like jammed in because he like jumped over something. Oh, <laughs> so, but he'd still use the same rollerblade because like I can't fix it right now. Just it works. <laughs> so he'd be down one wheel. But anyways, going back into this. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, is there is there like a, a thing with like rollerbladers versus skaters? Like, is there like a? Ooh, is there like ooh, a get curve out of my way? Get so out! That, get off my sidewalk. <laughs> so that's a very like complicated question because <laughs> half of the people are still anti-blader, where the other half are like all wheels, all love, you know. And mm-hmm. that's where I fall. I'm in the all wheels, all love mm-hmm. because you can't you can't hate on a niche of something that's so close to you and expect for your, your niche to not get any hate either. Like it's just so hypocritical, but you know, there's this whole thrasher skateboard culture that is homophobic, like completely sexist. That is all about, you know, anti-blader. And as long as the skateboarders are still going to follow the thrasher, you know, culture, then there's going to be people like that. But and, and some roller skaters fall into that division because that's what they identify with. But a lot of roller skaters don't, you know, that's, that's, you know, we're the ones in the skate park now getting looked at weird and outnumbered, yeah. you know, so yeah. I would want to do that. But again, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's not a, so there's different opinions. I absolutely hear you on that. Um, growing up, like, uh, you know, even before junior high, like, um, I was, I was really into rollerblading. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But there were these kids, man, at the end of my street. And I eventually got into skateboarding anyways. Like, I was like, hey, all this stuff's fun. Like, I don't differentiate. I don't wheels. judge. <laughs> but it's like every day, like, just we didn't want to go past that street because it was like, just, oh, blader faggot. You know, like, oh, all really? the same stuff, dude. And it's like, are you serious, man? Let me just have Like, fun. really? Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's it's a, just stupid. Is it weird? reasons why that the skateboarders don't like the inliners, but it stems from just such dumb commercial stuff you know like exactly. one guy ruined it for every blader because he was an a-hole at the x games and then you know the the inline inline companies want to make more money so they do cheap snowboarding boot molds and you know so mm-hmm. there's reasons why but it really has nothing to do with actual reality <laughs> you know? yeah 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 oh petty but that okay so that does exist within the culture there are little niche communities that have mm-hmm. opinions okay so, like, where does where does this all stem from? When does when did uh, roller derby come into existence? So, roller derby started in the '30s by a man named Leo Seltzer. He had uh, this banked track that was really large, and he had a group of people do a a skate a roller skating marathon. And instead of running from one place to another, they were skating the distance, but on the track. For example. In Chicago and New York, they would do tournaments on what team would skate from New York to Chicago faster. But instead of actually skating on the streets, they just do the distance on the bank track. So they're actually skating for 20 hours straight. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how many times it was around the track that that actually had to uh, make the distance? No idea. No idea. But but they were skating for like 20 20 hours? hours is ridiculous. I mean, that's they exhausting. They probably out. I mean, because they're, they're in teams. Okay, good. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, <laughs> is this a triathlon? Like, what's going on? Somebody give me a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and from what I've, like, seen the little snippets, it's a pretty big team. So um, I don't know if it's two different teams with a bunch of people on the track or maybe three, but um, it was a sort of race. And then, as you can imagine, if – the more fans are growing and they're racing, you start bumping the other players. And then that sort of grew into being the style of roller derby is to be this rough, pushing people out of the way um, kind of thing. And then it eventually evolved into having something called jammers. So jammers are the only uh, 
players that can score points on any of the teams. And so instead of it being a race from New York to Chicago, it's now a race of what team can get their jammer to score the most points per game. Gotcha. And and we will like that's that's a whole section we need to get into because me and Devesh like I kind of know how how it's played. I've seen Whip but it. we we need to get like into the rules too. Yeah. But really quick, but while just while we're in the history, um, I do have to say like I was watching like some old footage from like must have been like the the seventies or eighties or something. But it was I wasn't watching roller derby like I I had seen it like nowadays. Like it was it was WWE. Like it was wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> you know you see these moves that were prefabricated or what? What am I trying to say? Like, uh, predetermined. Yeah, like they're they're trying to it's obviously staged. do. Th- it was it's staged. staged. Yeah, so yeah, globe trotter so type thing. They consider that to be more of the classic roller derby. A uh, classic roller derby was. From the 50s to the early 90s, even, even though it wasn't as popular then, I think its peak was probably in the 60s and 70s. Uh, as far as them playing in the Olympic Auditorium, it's streamed live onto all the TVs in the, in the country. Um, but what kind of made it switch was the death of that. It died. Um, it was a lot of... A lot of theatrics, a lot of big corporate sponsors. It was mm-hmm. staged, per se, mm-hmm. with the actors and stuntsmen. And once that started to die out, roller derby was gone for, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years. And was that the answer to bring it back was to let's do this and let's make it real? real? Yeah. Yeah. When it, when it was brought back in uh, 2001 in Austin, Texas, it was different. They made it real and they made it all female. And that is this, that alone is remarkable in like American sport history. Like roller derby, not only is an American made sport, but it's the only sport where women dominate worldwide, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the fastest growing sport right now. So we call this modern roller derby, modern roller derby started in 2001. It's, it started getting more speed in 2006. I joined in 2007 when the league in Santa Cruz started, um, but now we're, you know, 2016, and there's well over a thousand leagues worldwide. Wow! wow. So it's definitely gained popularity. Huge for sure. popularity. When did? Uh, do you know when it made the jump internationally? Or was so, it always an international thing? I don't. It wasn't always international. The first, the first team was in Texas. Then they started popping up in Madison, Wisconsin, Los Angeles, um, New York. But um, it started getting popular. In places like Toronto, Canada, where there's a lot of people who played hockey. Yeah, um, hey, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In London, England, there's also a really big team, and then in Australia. So a lot of the countries that are English speaking became mm-hmm. the first countries to pick up roller derby. And you know, Victoria in uh, in Australia. <laughs> I hear your cat. That's good times. <laughs> And uh, Victoria in Australia is one of the top teams in the world right now. So it's pretty great. So these places you just listed, are these also considered like the current central hubs for roller derby? Like the community is really lively in these areas. It's really easy to get involved and go to shows and just know when things are being done. Yeah. um, Well, surprisingly, almost every single town in America and major city around the world has a roller derby team. You can look at it. Pretty much anywhere, um, depending on the size of the town, will be the size of the league. For example, my friend lives in a small town in Iowa, and she has about 15 people on her team. We're here. I'm in L.A. 
and where there's millions of people and there's five leagues and we all have over a hundred players. Wow. So, um, I would say that the Mecca for roller derby would be Austin, Texas. Cause that's where it started. And, um, and oh, man, there's just so many places like Portland really blew up. Denver has two really strong teams. Um, Southern California itself. We probably have the most amount of teams per region in the world, just because, you know, San Diego all the way up to LA is densely populated with people who are used to doing extreme sports outside or mm-hmm. surfing skateboarding or whatever so so wow that's okay so it's it's everywhere um how many people i guess i don't want to get do we should we get into the whole how the uh the game's played like the team members yeah i think think, think we've talked enough about the history of it like let's give a a rundown to somebody who's has no freaking clue what you're talking about more precise two people have no freaking (laughs) clue what's going on can you explain to us this the game, like how it's played, how many people are ever, uh, like, is it called the court, the ring? I'm not even sure what to say properly. Uh, <laughs> that circle. That circle thing. That oval thing. <laughs> <laughs> that donut. Um, yeah, so, uh, Pigeon, drop knowledge on us, please. Well, don't feel bad, because I swear 80% of our fans don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to see some girls hit each other. <laughs> uh, you know, there are basic rules, but to play the game... There's a, there's a, it's a very mental game, but the basics are that there's two teams on the track at a time. The track can be flat, flat track, or the flat, or the, the track can be banked, which is bank track. The um, one that's my, curved the, inwards the whole way around. Yeah, it's actually like a big ramp, which okay. is mm-hmm. a traditional style, but it's expensive. So many people just play on the flat track. Um, and so there's two teams at a time with five players. So it's five on five. Okay. Four of the five from each team are blockers. And then the fifth is called a jammer. So four blockers versus four blockers and one jammer from each team, a total of 10. And these are the people that you're saying are the point scorers? Yeah. So jammers, they're special because they are the only ones on the track able to score points. None of the blockers can score points. Only one jammer from each team on the track are able to score points. So they wear a cover on their helmet with a big star on it. So you know who's the jammer. So these are the the, people you're kind of watching as they go around. Yes. Okay. Let's say that you two are blockers on the red team and I'm a blocker from the blue team. Mm -hmm. As as a blocker from the blue team, I want to stop your red team's jammer. Mm-hmm. I don't want her getting past me because if she gets past me, that's one point. And the same on the other side. You guys, you two are working together to stop my jammer. If they pass you, that's one and two points. So the jammer gets one point for each blocker they pass. Mm-hmm. So they get four points per lap. The thing is this. The blockers, they're really good at not letting the jammer pass them. So you two are going to get next to each other and make a wall. Mm-hmm. And if the jammer tries to go to the right, you guys move to the right and maybe hit her out of the track. If she right. tries to go, you guys move to the left and maybe hit her to the inside of the track. So she's got, uh, or he, because there's men's derby and co-ed, uh, they have a huge task of being agile and juking and pushing through all of the blockers. And the blockers have a ton of different strategies to pull out of their pockets to make different figure um to make different lineups and whatnot to make sure that the jammer doesn't get past them. 
Okay, but as a blocker, say me and Devesh are on the blue team, you're on the red team, and we're both blockers. Can I can I like interfere with you as well, trying to yeah. stop our uh, jammer coming through? Yes. So the beautiful thing about roller derby is that you play offense and defense at the same time. So you can stop my jammer at the same time as you're helping your jammer by bugging me. Okay. Um, you know, so it's it's a lot more than just being on offense at one time or being on defense. It's it's both. Okay. And it looks like it looks to me like some of the block like the blockers like want to stay in that group together because they're almost more powerful as like a wall. Am I wrong or No, you're right because the jammers through the through the years are getting better and better and better. So the rules have to keep following the evolution of the sport. When the jammers are so good that they can juke right past a single person easily, you want you know that when that jammer's out, you have to have at least two people together because they're that good. Right. So when, when players get, uh, when jammers get better, the blockers have to get better. And it's sort of like this cycle of, of um, improvement with the athletics of the sport. And I'm guessing you can tag people in and out of similar to hockey and basketball. So that works. The, the switching of the lineups okay. is, um, so they're, so the structure of the game is an hour long, but mm-hmm. it's broken into two 30-minute halves. Okay. Um, in, the, in each 30-minute half, there's something called jams, and that is when everyone comes out and it's one, I guess you could say round. It's a round, but we call it a jam, and it's two minutes. After that two minutes is up, a whole new lineup, lineup from each team goes onto the track, and it's another two minutes. So you go in for two minutes, mm. you butt off, and you get to sit for two minutes. And then maybe if you have enough players, you get to sit for t- you get to sit for two and then go in for one because for those two minutes straight, you are working so hard and you need right. that break. And the, you said the two minutes that that specific thing is called a jam, right? Yeah. And then yeah. so so really, you're not having like you wouldn't really have a team score more than like what like eight points in two minutes. Like that seems like like going around the track twice when these people have only gone around like. I'm just trying to understand, like, how many points you can possibly score in a jam or... Well, um, sometimes neither jammer gets any points because the blockers are really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can get up to... I mean, I've seen seen someone have a 30-point jam. And the way that you... Yeah, the way that you have a 30-point jam um, is if there's something called a power jam. A power jam is when one of the jammers of the two got a penalty and has to sit in the penalty box. So there's only one out. And when only one jammer is out, so say you guys, you know, you're on one team and mm-hmm. your jammer's out and my jammer's in the box. You don't have to worry about my jammer stopping my jammer anymore. You so just now, have to go defense against theirs. Or... Yeah, you guys are all offense. You're just helping your jammer. So if you guys are really good at doing offense when my jammer's in the box, then my then your jammer can just go through and through and through. And if she's a fast skater and there's none of the blockers are in her way because her blockers are so good at getting them out of the way, then she can just go round and round and round until either the jam's over or the um, other team's jammer gets out of the penalty box. And so. d- does any uh, team member like doubles up as both a blocker and a jammer? Yeah, a lot of players um, do both. Um, some of the higher ranked leagues only have jammers jam and blockers block, but a lot of us do both because it's really important to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do both. Yeah. 
All right, just just confirming here. Um, okay, so we have five players, five on five, four blockers, one jammer on each team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also in my head comparing this to Quidditch, <laughs> <laughs> like one seeker. Um, well, you know what's pretty cool is the penalties. So this is what's similar to hockey is that if you do something that is deemed illegal in the rule book, mm-hmm. then you have to the referee calls you out during the jam. So right in the middle of it all, they call you out and you have to skate to the penalty box and sit for 30 seconds. But there's if no interruption in the game. The game doesn't stop. They just come out. Right. So while I'm hitting someone, they'll be like, white, one, low block. So they call the color of my jersey, the number of my jersey, and the penalty. And once I hear my number and my color, I have to go to the penalty box and sit for 30 seconds. So you're down a player. But 30 and seconds during two minutes is a big chunk yeah, of time. A- yeah, that's a whole yes, jam. Yes, it used to be a minute, but the rules changed oh, two wow. years. Yeah. Wow. So what? What? You obviously can't go out there and just like punch another girl in the face. There's there's <laughs> rules. Like <laughs> obviously, yeah. if if you're getting like penalties and stuff. So let's talk about that real quick. What's the uh, what type of stuff can get you in the penalty box? Well, this is sort of why modern roller derby is different than the classic roller derby. Um, it's a way more serious sport. It's a lot. Um, it's, they focus a lot on safety and just like being a legitimate sport in general. So that being said, a lot of the rules, um, and a lot of the things that are illegal are based off of just tacky, cheap moves. So for example, if I'm going to go and hit you, I have to have my shoulder hit you, not my elbow. If my elbow hits Mm. you, that's considered, well, you're not allowed to hit with your elbow. Mm-hmm. Even though that's a very, very, very common move in classic roller derby, because that's just so easy to throw a cheap elbow. In modern roller derby, it is illegal to to hit someone and make them fall with your elbow. So you have to use just your shoulder or just your hips. Um, this makes it a lot more like hockey with the body checks and a lot more skills-based you know if you could just go and like push someone and grab someone down like that doesn't really take that much skill but mm. if you actually have to replace their space with your body <laughs> that, takes skill. that was such a great way to explain that <laughs> replace their space with your body <laughs> make them cease to be <laughs> Pigeon, you what are typical like uh uh, bruises or like scarring, like what, what's a, what injuries are associated with roller derby that are pretty common to run into? Oh my gosh. If someone falls onto someone else's skate, they get a huge wheel bruise and wheel bruises usually Ooh. pop up on our butts, on our thighs, like, and they're very common. So you'll see a girl, she plays roller derby and you're looking at her bruise and you're like that off weight. It looks awfully all a lot like a savant Adam wheel, you know, <laughs> like I can see that. <laughs> so wheel injuries. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, another one is, I mean, bruises are, are pretty common, especially if you like fall on your hip, a lot of little hip bruises, but I would say something that's super common is, uh, blisters while you're breaking your skates. Cause mm, people, yeah. you know, you, you have to break them in if not then at practice you're like man i'm like bleeding out my sock oh (laughs) man okay so wait do you not have you ever had to skate without your own skates like the first time you tried out they just gave you rentals right Uh, wow the worst oh yeah (laughs) okay so that's my answer that was my answer they were the worst okay yeah i think that that 
when I tried out, they knew that I was in rentals and they could feel my pain, but see the potential, you know? So I'm glad they did because it's the biggest part of your life. I feel other than your, your new hubby. Yeah. She just got married. She just got married. It's roller derby. Come on. No, you guys, my cat is the biggest part of my life. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. It's okay. I think we all understand. That's why she's on the interview too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's cool. Okay. So, I'm, I'm getting under. I'm starting to understand this game a little bit better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Um... <laughs> oh, I have a follow-up question. Sorry, if just no, no, go, go for it. So, pigeon, what are like online communities, common websites that if you are into roller derby, you should be going to? Like, getting involved. Is there like a subreddit or something like that? Like, where do people go to? Con- where do they congregate to talk all things roller derby? Well. If you want to find roller derby in your local area, like if you want, if you're interested in playing, um, I would suggest just typing in roller derby and then the name of your city or county. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go online and see, like, I mean, there's, there's a type of roller derby that is top level. And when you're top level roller derby, you're part of the women's flat track derby association, a lot like MLB, NFL, NBA, it's called WFTDA, and they have a website, WFTDA.com, which shows the top teams in the world, their ranking, when they're playing in regionals, when nationals is, championships, and then who's seated number one in the world, number two, three, four. And so that, you know, my team, is, yeah, my team isn't that serious because, you know, I have a mission statement of, of being more of a community organization. Um, rather than a, like a top athletics organization. But here in Los Angeles, we have Angel City Derby Girls who are ranked in the top 10 in the world with the WFTDA. So that's something to be proud about. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, as far as the, uh, like forums go, there really isn't one place. Well, I mean, it I, seems like it's like you said, like it's not like this is very like grassroots from wherever you are. It's not like... You know, it's being, it's not like it's the NFL and people are paying, you know, $3 million for ads during the, the, you know, during the the games. Yes. I mean, granted that the International Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Championship will be streamed live on ESPN3. What? Is this, is this the big, is this the big one? Is this... It's like the Super Bowl for the roller Super, derby. There it is. That, I was like, Justin, say it. Say it, Justin. You can do it. You can do it, buddy. So this. So when does this happen? This is uh, the weekend of November 4th, 5th, and 6th. 4th, 5th, and 6th. Oh, so we're coming up to it. We're then. coming up to it pretty quick. At the time of this recording, we're coming up to it pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know when this is going to be out. But yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out later, Justin. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, and it's going to be on ESPN this year. Yeah, yeah is this the first year? Um, they've actually yes, they've streamed um one other set of tournaments on ESPN three. It might have been last year's championships, but I feel like it was more recent. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, this would be like the I believe the second time ESPN three is going to stream the women's flat track derby association international championships live so that's awesome you know uh espn's been doing some good stuff lately like last year uh core foundation uh the first partner was special olympics world games that was the first year 2015 was the first year uh espn partnered with them and they broadcasted that was the first year yeah man that was the first time that special olympics was on uh actually had coverage like that um which has made it big big i was like well that's really cool of espn 
uh like it was funny but they had priority for everything like it was funny core foundation was there on the floor with like photographers and i was there taking pictures of the athletes and uh but i had to make sure not to get into espn's way <laughs> step aside <laughs> they it's had, ESPN they had, here, i'm bro. not kidding they had special uh clearances like special things made for espn so you knew the bright red is espn and the purple people are um not as important peons <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um no i'm really glad to hear you you said that because uh I'm glad ESPN's taking that kind of a position with uh, sports and just getting it out there, especially the more uh, less publicized ones. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like I've seen yeah. roller derby stuff on ESPN before, but I don't think anything I've ever seen has been live. Like it's all been like pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, if if I even see it. So. <laughs> Justin, you yeah. don't you don't turn on ESPN that often, do you? <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to watch the Browns. Okay. Lose. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're a Browns fan. I keep forgetting. Just that. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, everyone who just listened to that. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we all right. Justin has a question. I do have a question. Um, so, how the the names are a big deal in roller derby? Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, that's so. How did you come up the with pigeon. your name? And uh, just explain like the names in general and what that means to players. And so, uh, traditionally in roller derby, you have a skate name or a derby name, and that is that is spawned back from classic derby. If you watch the derby back in the 60s, 70s, where it was sort of WWE-like and staged and kind of crazy, they also had funky names. It might have just been a twist of their real names, but it was always some some fun thing, like um, Anna Banana Nose Calvella, or <laughs> had some little thing that, that gave them a nickname. And so when Roller Derby had its revival. Uh, they brought that aspect into it, too. So everyone chose a name. And um, there's different regulations, uh, different procedures. Um, there used to be a very uh, organized method of choosing names, but it all went to shit. And now it's sort of a free-for-all. So it's it. you want to choose a name that no one nearby has, ideally. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how awkward would it be if there was another pigeon? You yeah. know? Even though in the real world, there's a bunch of Shanas, there's a bunch of Jessicas, but in Derby, it's just like you, you want to have this unique alter ego and really supports that of, of, you know, during the day, yeah, you're Shana Meikle, you know, science teacher or whatever. And then at night, you're, you're Pigeon, dude, like. <laughs> but you're what? not a science teacher. <laughs> you're, you're a shop owner, too. And it's so awesome. Like, that's what you're saying is why I loved professional wrestling back in the day. Like. Um, Everyone owned their gimmick. Like, that was their thing. And there's only one of them. Yeah. And yeah. It's funny, in roller derby now, we're all making jokes that people are turning into their derby name. You know? Like, like the girl who was Shady Sally really ended up being Shady. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into that, if you can. But that's... Okay. I get you. So, yeah. Or, like, uh, yeah... You know, it's just really funny how, like, we look around and we're like, man, we're all turning into our derby names. And uh, so, but uh, it's it's super, for me, I think it's it's important for your roller derby just well-being to have a separation between your real life and your derby life, at least mm -hmm. to start. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of teams, specifically one of the top teams in Denver, that they don't use their derby names. They use their last names, like traditional sports. And there's mm -hmm. a bit of a, just, you know, debate going where, Oh, if you want roller derby to be taken serious, then let's 
let's be like other sports, put our last names on our jerseys and take off the fishnets. And then there's a whole other side where it's like, screw that dude. Like this is its own thing. Don't compare it to other sports. Right. Like we can make it successful by still being unique. So that's where a lot of teams differ. The women's flat track derby association with the top teams going to the regionals and nationals, they are the more serious for the sport, for the, for the progression of the sport. Whereas my league, you know, we're more for, you know, enriching the lives of our skaters and making it fun and making it just something that isn't so serious. So Mm -hmm. luckily people in Los Angeles and people in other States as well, especially big cities, there there's probably one league that's very serious. Like you're doing CrossFit for two hours before practice that are super lenient and more about old school fun where they're going to the bars after practice, you know, where, you Mm. know, so there's really a league and uh, a style for everyone. It's not just one type, which is another reason why roller derby is so cool is that every there's, there's probably four different levels of seriousness to funness in different leagues, you know? So, and I could see, I could see people being like, yeah, let's be a serious sport and use our, our real names. I could see that side of it, but there's something pretty endearing, like with the names. Like I think that's that's pretty cool. I think it's a p- cool part of part roller of the derby. Like, uh, yeah. and how did you come up with uh, your name, Pigeon? How'd that come well, about? I chose Pigeon because I personally love birds. Um, I studied biology, ecology, mammalian physiology, and ornithology in school. Easy, um, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Too many allergies here. Guys, I love birds. <laughs> um, no, but um, I wanted to be named something that was more simple and cute rather than a lot of my teammates in 2007, back in the day, they had elaborate puns that had to do with violence, like Susie Smack House or what's homegirl, Lulu Lockjaw, Pippi Heart Socking, you know, and I'm just like, I want to be like Rainbow Bubble or like <laughs> just basic. So I went with Pigeon and I chose Pigeon not only because I love birds and I know how amazing pigeons are, but I sort of felt like I identified with pigeons a little bit. Mm-hmm. I see how people see them and think of them. You know, they're just ignorant. It's okay. They don't know how awesome pigeons are. They're like, oh, they're like dirty rat birds. Oh, they're disgusting. They're how just, dare they? They're just like cockroaches. But in fact, man, these animals were the only form of human communication long distance for like thousands of years. Am I right with the carrier pigeon? Yeah. 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 You know, and you know, they, they're actually super intelligent birds. And so I related in a way where when I started in 2007, I was 21. I was silly and I was fun. And my team was very serious. My team played for the WFTDA. They were a very serious team and I was all about the fun. So I kind of felt people didn't re- respect or understand or give me the credit that I was deserved just because they sort of pawn me off as being this like young and dumb girl who just comes to practice, you know, smelling like weed or (laughs) 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 laughing at the coaches or trying to bust jokes during pace line and no one wanted to laugh with me. And so, you know, they, I don't know, they, I don't, I sometimes feel like when you're super silly and having fun, people are like, oh, you must not be intelligent. And it's like, girl, I'm way above you on that level. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know, right? These That's people don't so get it, like, man. 
just so much like a pigeon. Everyone just has this opinion and thought that's because they don't know that those birds are really, really smart, man. Like really smart. So I love the amount of thought that you just put into that name. She's also just call people like there's so many haters out there. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just get some more love in the world? Jeez. No. Pigeon. I love it. Pigeon practice. (laughs) <laughs> One question real quick. Since Pokemon Go came out, has anybody been calling you Pidgey for short? Oh, my God. I would come out from a corner and everyone's like, a wild Pidgey has appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed that was happening. I just had to ask. Yeah, my friends. Yeah, that play. Do you hate it? No. I'm, I'm a Pokemon girl. I grew up on that. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's funny. You need a screenshot of someone's phone. Like... It, like with the augmented reality going on in Pokemon Go with like you a know, Pidgey pi- sitting on her head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. I had a screenshot of my dog next to like some random Pokemon. I don't even know what it was. But, like, yeah, obviously my dog had no. If idea you get a it. picture of you with a Pidgey before the show is released, we will put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> yes. So let me let me go picking back on the the name convention and picking like teams and such like that. Like. Do you like you? You mentioned earlier that the way you get people to come to your shows is you're still throwing on the roller skates and going around and passing out flyers, right? Like, yeah. is there no like Twitter accounts for like some of these teams? Like, there is there like an online presence for some of these people or some of the like? Yeah. yeah. So my league's name is Beach Cities Roller Derby. We have a website, BeachCitiesRollerDerby dot com. We have a Facebook fan page, Beach Cities Roller Derby. Instagram, um, and we have sponsors too. So we're we're lucky enough to be sponsored by one of the um, local newspapers in the Harbor area. We're sponsored by Random Links News, Look so they write articles on us and post our flyers. Um, our online presence is is probably the best marketing. But you know what? To be honest, the roller derby community supports each other, and a lot of our fans are just girls from different leagues you know, who know the skaters or maybe want to play us one day and they're like scoping our, our skills out or mm-hmm. that's so. okay. So we can find her online because yeah, you have your own personal account that you're pretty active with. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, your Instagram's great, by the way, people should check it out. It. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what, what's your Instagram handle? We'll just plug it in right now at this point. It's at pigeon skate P I G E O N S K A T E. So that's my personal Pigeon skate. Feel free to follow me. Um, you know, I'm super involved in the league that I own and operate, Beach City's Roller Derby. I also own the roller skate shop here in Long Beach called the Moxie Roller Skate Shop, which is the official skate shop for the most popular roller skate in the world. What? Moxie. <laughs> yeah, Moxie roller skates are the fastest selling roller skate in the world right now. We literally cannot keep them in stock. The thing is, is that they're handmade in Minnesota, so it takes four weeks to for it to be fully made. So if someone, if we're out of stock, man, it's not just we get it from a box in a big shipment container from China. No, that's not how we restock. Handmade. We have those old ladies who've been making these skates for 45 years. (laughs) Wow. Are are you saying that like they're made to order? Somebody will come in, get like a measurement, and then they put in an order for the skate? I mean, we could, but most of it is even just the regular stock. They're just flying off the shelves. How long have you guys been in business? Sorry? How long have you guys been in business? So the skate shop opened in 2008. I bought it from my friend who owns the Moxie brand. In 2013, I bought it. But the brand's been going on since 2010 or 11. And it's in its fifth, sixth year. And as you'll see, a lot of it is um, credited to Michelle Stylin, the owner. 
um, AKA Estrogen. That's her skate name. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. So badass. I love these names. <laughs> nice thing. Have to follow her on Instagram. She's like a, a trick stunt roller skater who like has so much skills. It's if you follow her on Instagram, it's at Estro Jen with a J E S T R O J E N. She's got over fifty thousand followers. Like, and I'm saying that because it's like if I didn't know her, I'd follow her because it's that entertaining and she's got so much skill and. You know, she's working with William Spencer, who's one of the most, you know, famous trick skateboarding. Like, That's they so don't cool. just go and do a trick off of something. They'll see it and they're like, oh, let's tie a wooden plank to it and a rope and let's swing the rope onto <laughs> the wooden plank and do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, I hope people just follow them right now. Like, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, Sorry. you're good. That employer needs to talk to you. All right, employee. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's the boss. Whoa, she's Come the on boss. now. Whoa. <laughs> I don't want to upset the pigeon. I don't know how to turn this off. I just got a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we'll forgive it. We'll forgive we'll, it. Yeah, we'll forgive it. I can give you a quick lesson after we're done with the, with the episode. Um, so I think we're coming close to the end here. Yeah, we are actually. Um, Speaking of. I'm just thinking, like, are there any, any cool... What? You know, I, I, I had a question. Like, she just talked about her skate shop. What are the best skates? You're going to say those skates that keep falling off the shelves? The Moxie? The Moxie? Well, Moxie roller skates are more of a lifestyle skate. It is modeled off of the classic heeled suede skate. And it comes in six okay. beautiful colors. And it's so the easiest to break in. It takes 20 minutes to break in. But for roller derby, you don't really want to be on a heel unless you're a really good skater already. So roller derby skates are more like shoes. They're flatter. They don't have the high top. They look a lot like just sneakers. What, and I What do you say, mean by being on the heel? Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't get what you're saying. So, um, like classic roller skates are like ice skates. They have a heel. They go up to like a third of your ankle. Um, whereas, you know, okay. So for example, like a high top shoe, uh-huh. like imagine a high top pair of bands with a inch and a half heel. Okay. okay that's like okay. a, that's like a classic roller skate. Then there's the mm-hmm. new modern skates, which the heel is gone and, the high top is gone and that gives you way more mobility. It's designed off of speed skating skates. So if anyone used to speed skate in the rink, in the roller rink or ice skating speed skate, it's a lot more lower cut. And that allows you to do a lot more um, quick, agile moves rather than jumps, which you don't really need to do in derby so much. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I didn't even know that. Like that's cr- Okay. Like you can still buy both of these styles in stores other than like. The- oh yeah. Yeah. In my, in our, at the Moxie roller skate shop, we have roller skates for kids. We have pretty much every style of roller skate. Roller derby is not really our focus at the Moxie skate shop just because, you know, that's only one aspect of roller skating. And if you just nurture roller derby, then what about everybody else? So Absolutely. for everybody else who doesn't want to play roller derby, you can referee for your local roller derby. You can be involved without skating. Or you can just skate for fun. You know, I would definitely recommend the Moxie roller skates if you want to just casually skate, street skate, beach skate, rink skate. It's yeah, it's really the best bet. I have to say, one of my favorite times going with my wife to Canada was we went with our with her mother in law hmm. to a skating rink that was like it was seventies night. 
all disco and everybody's in roller skates and we're all just dancing like going around this floor <laughs> it was the most fun thing like and i think that was my actual actually my first time on skates like i like i said i'd done mm-hmm. rollerblading before and i just thought oh i'm pro you know it's sure. just the same you're being just but it feels so different <laughs> once you're actually out there but man i had so it much was, fun doing that yeah, you do- like adult night at local ranks should be pretty cracking if you guys want to Anyone, if there's a rink near you, check out the adult night. But do know this, that the rental skates there are not going to feel the same as roller skates that you buy. That being said, um, rental skates are made a little bit cheaper. So you are actually better than you think you are. I'm glad you said that because I I used to skate when I was younger. I wasn't terrible. Obviously, I fell a few times, but I felt confident on wheels. And... Just like two years ago, not even, I was at my niece's birthday. They decided to have it at an ice skating rink. And I put on roller skates because I put on roller blades first and I was falling over left and right. I was like, this is not working for me anymore. So I put on roller skates and I still fell a couple times, but I was like, this is a lot harder than I remember doing it. So I'm just going to blame the rental skates based on what you just said, Pigeon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, at that point, not, not my negligence or clumsiness, but uh yeah, no, it's, uh, I remember, like, even Justin's telling his story, I remember my middle school trip was to the skating rink, and, like, it was, like, a glow-in-the-dark thing, so they passed out, like, glow sticks. Oh, that's cool. And that just made everything that much more fun. Yeah. But I was just skating in circles for, like, hours, just loving it. Dude, it I, I'm talking about, like, huge, like, seriously, biggest disco ball I've ever seen above this <laughs> rink. With, like, I, Bee Gees playing? Are you kidding me, man? Pigeon, have you I ever been to, like, uh, crazy <laughs> skating parties? Like, where, like, if it's at a skating rink or something like that? Yeah, every Thursday night at Fountain Valley Skate Center in Orange County, there's probably about 400 people and maybe 500. And it's just wow. this huge party. And the thing is, is that two of the three local, sorry, two of the four local rinks shut down. So all the crews from each rink now all go to the same rink together. And mm. it's super cool. Cause now everyone's together, but it's super crowded and that makes it even more fun. Like it's as a, as a semi-professional skater, it's mm. hard for me in the way that I have to be super aware and like, uh, know exactly what's going on because these these guys have been skating in the rink since they were ten, and now they're in their fifties, and they're so good. Oh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going you got to be careful. You don't like hip check a, a child like just I out know, of serious, instinct, right? <laughs> that, that's in Fountain well, Valley, you said. Yeah, it's adult night, so there's no kids. Um, if you're not as good of a skater, go earlier, but after 11 o'clock, because they close at 1, at 11 o'clock, it's crazy, like crazy cool, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, Fountain Valley Skate Center in Fountain Valley, Orange County, off the 405 freeway. There yeah. it is. I used to live there. I love that area. Me and Devesh will be there. Mouse Square <laughs> Park, man. I love that area. All right, maybe second to last question. Are there any stories that you could share with us, like, you, you know, cool team building stuff or just cool stories in general that that you might have from being a part of the the team and the yeah a couple years back um i recruited this woman and she owned a restaurant near usc and she got everyone who worked at her restaurant all her employees her her waitresses and hostesses to come and play roller derby so to play it not just watch it yeah so so she got all of them to to Come to our recruitment orientation because we don't have tryouts. We take everyone. We train everyone, no matter what, 
in our fresh meat program. Um, anyways, so a few months go by, they go training and they're, they're, they're good enough to be in a team. And, and one of her employees, I didn't know this until later was her daughter. And so her and her daughter ended up getting put on the same team what? And, play, and they played against another team, uh, another local team that also had a mother daughter pair on it. So that was a really cool moment. That is That's so cool. cool. Yeah. I can't imagine like a cooler way to bond with your mother than to be like, let's get out there and do it. That's <laughs> like, like a really cool version of Family Feud. Like you, just go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on the derby track. That's yeah. cool. That's that's inspiring. <laughs> All right, so we're finishing up here. Last question, gotta ask it. So, give me your best or favorite derby name and the worst derby name you've ever heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought this would be a good one. Okay, so I have a friend. She's a good friend of mine, and I love her name. So um, the name, um, you know, Alpha, Omega, sure. Beta, Gamma, whatever, right? So mm-hmm. it's Alpha, and her last name is the letter Q-Up. I love it. It's Alpha Q-Up. Dash Q-up. up? <laughs> yes. So her derby name reads Alpha Q-Up. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it took and me a second yeah i was like, well, like where'd you go with this uh. <laughs> that's funny so what's your what's the worst name you've heard oh god you know i don't want to say it because what if she listens dude <laughs> then you can say like mad respects yo only you could have made up that name oh <laughs> um there's a lot of them um, okay, so pretty much any okay, everyone out there, I am sorry. I love you regardless. <laughs> I judge you on your name, okay? Blame but, us. It's our fault. Don't worry about it. But any name that just does too many puns, like Miss Decapitate Her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like once once you reach like the two pun like limit in a name, is that where it starts to get bad? <laughs> It's too much. It's hard. And I mean, I'll fuck you up. It's a good one. It's this is like, decapitate like, her. Like, Miss decapitate her. Like, stop. I, I think this is the hardest I've laughed this season. Uh, okay. On that happy note, yeah. Pigeon, uh, it, last chance for any other plugs oh, yeah, you that you plug might your... have missed. Is there anything else that you want people to follow you on or to do anything they can do to help you out? I mean, yeah, I'd say definitely follow the shop and the league because there's so many awesome things going on. We're always involved with local charities for different events and there's always opportunity for you to be involved. One thing I do want to say is that roller skating is coming back. You know, if you have kids out there, encourage them to roller skate because roller skating is not just a novelty. It's really improving a lot of people's lives mentally, physically, and it's a great way to transport yourself around town. So beautiful. And just to make sure everyone knows, uh, what are the handles for your shop and your team and yourself on, on social media? So the league, the Roller Derby League's name is Beach Cities Roller Derby. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Beach Cities Roller Derby. Then my roller skate shop is called the Moxie, M-O-X-I, Roller Skate Shop. You can find us on Instagram at Moxie Skate Shop. 
And also we're on Facebook. We've got so much fun stuff going on. You should definitely give us a follow. Oh, we're definitely going to check it out. I, I mean, to be honest, like I'm, I'm so, like, I would love to see one of these in person. Like, oh, and if we too. could even come, me and Devesh could some, come see you play like that would be, that yes, would be too much. Next game. Yeah, totally. Well, all right. Well, off air, we'll talk about this details, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Pigeon, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. I'm so glad we finally got to do this episode. I was really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, you are awesome. Yeah, this episode keep, was awesome. You rock. Yeah, and keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting the outreach out there because uh, I would love to see ESPN r- regularly airing like roller yeah, derby matches. That'd be not? really cool. <laughs> yeah, November fourth, fifth, and sixth. You guys can watch the roller derby championships live on uh, Watch ESPN three online. Awesome, beautiful pigeon. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, guys. It was great. All right, have a good one. The Pigeon. Definitely somebody you don't want to meet in a dark alleyway at night. I'm sorry how we ended that episode, but, or that interview rather, but Miss Decapitator. <laughs> you still I can't just, stop it. I was like, that was probably the most brilliant name. I'm I, I'm sorry, Shayna, but like, that was the most brilliant name we, ever. We, we are recording this after the fact, so yep. we went back and we listened to the episode again, right. basically together, and... Devesh still cracked like it was surround sound of Devesh cracking up because he was in my headphones and in the room just cracking up. It was just like it was bad. Like it was almost on cue. Like my laughter with the pitch and everything was almost mimicked in real like in modern time. Anyways, everyone, I hope you enjoy that episode. There's a lot to there's a lot to know about roller derby or that world. It's really cool. And I'm I'm glad she's doing like a lot of outreach and stuff with the community and nonprofits too. So if any of you guys want to check her out, she already gave all the info, but yeah, they're doing cool stuff too and doing good things for people. And I was really surprised how early some of these kids were getting into roller derby and stuff. I was talking about my neighbor. Nuts. I mean, not nuts. That's so cool. Like I wish I had that confidence going in that early, but I mean, I, I never roller derby. Yeah. Who would have thought? But I think Devesh and I are now going to go check out. The average age is in the 30s. Sure. That's what she said in the episode. Oh, you want to play? Uh, I mean, by play, <laughs> I mean fall on my face and repeat. I went snowboarding. I imagine it'll be exactly the same experience. It's me falling over repeatedly. Constantly. constantly. Like, I was on the floor <laughs> way more than I was on my board. So, anyways, roller derby. Guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. So today we got Chuck Levins in the house. Yep. Chuck Levins, we appreciate you hooking us up with a lot of our equipment for this podcast. If any of you guys need some audio equipment, visit them at chucklevins.com. And Core Foundation. Core is a multimedia nonprofit. Check us out at cor-foundation.org. Subscribe, donate, buy some shirts, please. And also, let's not forget Moxie Skate Shop and Beach City's Roller Derby. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I got it. The pigeon, man. I'm, I'm a full supporter of her. And ever since we recorded that episode, again, she was married and all that stuff. So she's like well on her way with her life. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's good times. The pigeon. The pigeon. The pigeon. The pigeon. <laughs> all right, guys. See you guys. See ya.